0: very much uh, within your capacity if you are an accounting um, professional listening to this um, to make it but it does require a very dedicated and a deliberate shift to, um, to make it work.
1: I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library, and today I have a great guest on. And, you know, when you think about, you know, those companies that win these amazing awards and you always think like, is that company real or maybe they're they're just out of reach. And this is a company that has won some amazing awards. And I wanted to bring on the co-founder, and the leader of this company to talk about kind of that experience so you start to hear hey you know what the awards are great but hey here's the work that we've been doing and the value we've been adding for our clients so brad thank you so much for coming on the show
0: thank you terrell it's been a pleasure to get to know you behind the scenes and i'm sure we'll have a good chat today
1: absolutely absolutely now your company is called you know the the outperformer and i think that definitely describes you know the it i think it describes you guys well but to give us a little bit more context can you tell us a little bit about your background and then i want to talk about the outperformer
0: yeah no of course very very happy to it's the outperformer is an interesting name when we we came up with uh, when we were setting up what we want to stand for as a business, and it probably reflects a lot about my my mindset towards um, you know, how I've looked at my own career and my own journey uh, relative to my clients that I've had throughout. You know, the, I guess the 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 work I've done, and if I take it take everyone back a little bit um, before I describe the outperformer, you know, I'm I'm someone who you know, for, for a lot of your audience, a lot of them are accountants or or small business owners. You know, I, I started life like a lot of people not knowing what I wanted to do. I actually in Australia was um, training really hard and, and playing uh, a a very high level of rugby league um, in our area and had this sort of experience of working in high performance environments in the sporting field. But then I got an injury. Uh, I, I, you know it's debatable whether I would have been you know a Tom Brady equivalent or just another guy on the field but the reality was it was never going to happen unfortunately um, because of a few things so I, I made some decisions and I was, I was very passionate about business I um, you know studied hard you know did all the things that you, you do when you when you're early in your career and uh, and got into the work environment but you know during my, my experience I always sat there and challenged myself when I was working saying what why do? Why do we do things in such a this sort of processy kind of unintelligent way? Sometimes, you know, businesses seem to start with a, a, a this mindset of getting staff to think about doing a task, doing a process, getting things done, uh, which is really, really important in, in in the in the scheme of getting businesses operational and, and delivering value to an uh, to their, their clients. But I could see that it was stopping everywhere I worked. It was always the, this, yeah, you know, this notion of um, thinking about what to do rather than what the impact we needed to be was. And I have always had that perspective of looking at the end game: what is it that I want to achieve? So if I take it back to the sporting environment, in my in my in Australia, I'm a very small person. I'm I'm about five foot seven, five foot eight, not particularly big. Um, you know, I'm playing rugby league against. You know, guys, 110, 15 kilos, six foot odd tall. And and I always knew that was going to be the case. I always knew I was the smallest guy, but I still wanted this particular outcome. I still wanted to get to the highest level I could. And I still had a particular capabilities that would probably allow me to get there. So I always challenged myself around if you're going to, you know, perform and be at your best, you can't start from a place of process. You have to start from a place of outcome. And then engineer and design the way you, you need to operate to get to that outcome and have fun along the way doing it right <laughs> It's no no point doing it if it's no fun so you know it led us you know over the years i, I got involved in um a few different fields of consulting and, and particularly for a period of time in executive search where i got to really understand uh the finance field i worked with cfos for a good you know 10 12 years i wrote a book about um, you know the, the pathway to CFO, and really got analytical about what it took to to get to that end state, and and it was quite popular over in, in Australia and different parts of the world. But the, the the thing that came out of this whole experience for me was, if I take the the mindset I have around business and, and performance, if I take um, you know some of the learnings I had in that field, I, I basically started to engineer you know ways to solve problems that weren't being solved particularly well. Uh, for the CFO function and now much more recently in, in the area of accounting practices, doing a lot of work with accounting practices around the area of business advisory, what value looks like to uh, the typical business owner, how to engineer that in, in the, the way you you deliver services, um, and, of course, um, you know, really demystifying what business advisory looks like in, in a way that, genuinely allows your clients to develop their business and and for you to to be a a key part of it not just uh you know i guess for for one of a better word not doing the pure accounting uh task but, but actually you know um consulting to make an impact so you know lots of fun stuff along the way i could tell you a million stories about you know different things we've done but uh uh, all those awards have come on the back of uh, just innovating and and being able to to make a difference. So you know, if we start something, our real question is, how do we make that difference? And and, and that's been the essence of uh, of the work we do.
1: Gotcha. You know, there's something you pointed out about you know being in sports where you know you have that 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 clarity about what the goal is. Do you feel like when you you know you left sports to go into kind of the the, the working force that the goals were as clear or were they a bit, you know, fuzzy?
0: Well, it, it looked, to be honest, I think it depended on the environment. It depended on the culture of the organization, but I think in essence, when you start dealing with an executive group, um, you know, people, uh, people do know what the goal is intuitively and they, they are, they're aware of what they're trying to achieve, but then they get caught up in a lot of other activities or, or things that are they're conscious of that stop, that real drive for goal, right? So if you think about a, a any sporting thing, you know, usually in a, on a in a competition basis, the the end goal is we win the competition, we get the trophy, yeah, happy days, we all celebrate, right? Um, it's pretty obvious, and it's quite quite um, a clear goal that doesn't disappear. Whereas in 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 a in an organization, uh, whether it's small or large, uh, it doesn't really matter. I, I see it consistently is you know, things like ego get in the way, things like our preference for the way we'd like to work, the fact that we need to work with others to, to deliver on projects, um, the stress of delivering a particular task or a component of our work with others, um, you know, the, the challenges when you go start to going down to small businesses, you know, around, um, you know, my goal might be, you know, profit and sales, if you think about the simplicity of, of, of a strategy, um, but yet I'm I'm dealing with, you know, a manufacturing plant that's just chaotic and I can't get it to work or I'm, my marketing's not working. I'm not getting enough leads and and you know the, the the stress of actually doing this stuff I'm really passionate about um you know just dies, right? So it's a very emotional journey. Um, and that that allows um you know when it's when it's not an obvious you know finish line um and there isn't an obvious finish line in, in business um that 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 idea of the goal or of the objective can be very difficult to keep, keep your eye on um, and then to engineer what you focus on and how you uh, elevate a, either as an executive or as a, as a business owner um, yeah, is it, a challenge. It's a really different game. So while there's lots of stuff that you can take from sport and I, you know, I certainly do draw on sport for some inspiration, but for other inspiration, I draw on the nature of a human being. You know, what is it that goes on for us psychologically how do we think how do we how do we behave what are the what are the triggers that we have to fear that you know that around fear and and um, and anxiety and concern that uh, that stop us being at our best right and how do we manage that so there's this this whole relationship between you know strategy and the human being that that allows performance to come together so it's very abstract some of the stuff I'm sharing with you now but you know when it comes to together practically for for a business and, and you do orientate towards, you know, a really strong, um, clear, important future state, um, you know, navigating through a lot of that emotion can be something that, um, you know, people can lean into.
1: No, I, I think that's a very good point because it, it, as you were talking, it made me think about uh, for myself of doing CFO consulting for our clients. A lot of times if I'm working with someone new, they always ask the question of like, hey, what should my next step be? And you know you got to give that typical finance accounting answer. Well, it depends, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) because I I think it's it's one of those things where I think some people probably. I wonder if, and maybe have wondered if you've seen this. Like, do you think people struggle with that ambiguity? That hey, there isn't like in business there isn't like just one clear goal. And do you think people struggle with that some?
0: Yeah, well, they do. They absolutely struggle with that. And they, and they don't even struggle with the, the one clear goal piece. They struggle wanting to have the answer to their problem now, right? So often the, the, the reason uh, someone will say to you, Terrell, well, what do you think I should do? Is that's, that's their safety response. Give me an answer. that gives me certainty, right? Once I have that certainty, then I'll feel better. And, of course, they know. That that's not the truth because when you get the answer, implementing that and changing and evolving your business or changing who you need to be to see, to lead that um, is the hard part, right? So you know the 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 reality is that that um, if we relied on information or insight to be successful you know, it'd be the same as the way people look at training and going to the gym. There's so much information out there. We'd all have six packs and, and be the fittest person on earth. You know, it's easy to get information and it's easy to, it's easy for people to feel like getting the information or getting that insight gives them um, a license to be successful, but it doesn't, right? So like you say, that, that, that acceptance, that, we're in a journey of change. We're always in this sort of ever-evolving pathway towards something that's important to us. Um, you know, the goal the goal can be there and, and the objective should be there to, to keep us anchored to, to what makes this whole thing work and sustain. Mm-hmm. Um, but the real piece is knowing that it is emergent. It's complex. You know, no one saw COVID-19 coming, right? And, and some of the plans and some of the, the goals and objectives that, people had in that sort of six to 12 month period of time from the start of 2020, we're thrown out the window. It doesn't mean the ultimate strategy and what we stand for as a person and what our business is meant to do needed to be completely changed. Sometimes it did. sometimes the the environment forced us to really reinvent who we are and in other cases it allowed us to be better as a result right so what it shows you know just even in that that the the, the example of the last you know 12 to 18 months is this notion of knowing that we're in this ever-emergent changing world that our business or our organization lives in and we have to continue to change with it so like you say, in the CFO advisory or any other form of advisory, one component is, you know, what could I do? Or what could I explore? Or what's important to, to solve here? Yeah. The next piece is knowing that that's a point in time relative to a bigger picture. Um, and that's the complexity. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, that's, you know, we, seek, we seek answers just for all the time um, and uh, it does help us Feel a little bit more certain, but is it the, is it really what we need? Um, you know, it's questionable. Sometimes we do need just an answer, gets us out of jail. Hey, you know what? I've got a tax problem, Terrell. You know the you know the rules. You know how it works. Um, can we just solve this today? That's a simple problem. Um, but things that are, are much more strategic um, obviously require a very different mindset and approach. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I completely agree. I mean, now speaking of you know, with helping you know business owners, helping businesses, and just kind of navigating that journey in general, you know, I'd love to hear a little bit more. Like, what is the experience like for people working with you know the outer performer, and what are the products or services you guys offer?
0: Yeah, look, good question. It's um, it's been fun, and we continue to to build things all the time that our, our clients look at, but. So I guess you know just to simplify, we work in two very clear pathways uh, or or client types. So one is the the, the corporate or the large business and, and the teams within that. So when we started, we very much worked with the CFO and the CFO function. Uh, we would look at um, the development of the finance strategy and how that plays out um, in terms of decisions around culture and behavior. And there's this big buzzword, particularly where I'm from in Australia, of business partnership or finance business partnership, which, which is often the starting point. You know, Most companies would come to us and say, we want our team to be better business partners, and uh, of course, it's not just a case of learning, you know, uh, influencing skills or or anything like that. It's really about embedding that in their in their culture. Um, so we work on that um, that corporate side. Um, the big piece that's been um, really interesting and, and a huge part that we do there is around digitization. So we uh, have a team that um, explore and diagnose opportunities to roll out automation and and basically. Um, create efficiency or impactful um, technology solutions to support the way they work. Um, The other side of our business is a really cool piece, and that's around business advisory and installing business advisory services within accounting practices. Uh, So it it builds off a a lot of the frameworks and concepts that we we work on in uh, the corporate sense, um, but it takes it down to how you um, you can leverage and work that into um, traditionally small to medium-sized businesses that most accounting practices work with. Um, And so what we, while we don't necessarily always work with their client, the the small uh, to medium sized business owner, we we have, you know, team members and and people that do a lot of that themselves, but we we really work on how do you install that capacity, right? How do you get your team who may be uh, currently um, tax accountants or business services accountants? Uh, to either migrate or or look at changing this, the, the way your, your firm uh, looks and operates, hiring the right talent, developing your own capability as a partner, those sorts of things, right? So um, it's a really interesting um, experience. So we actually are partners with Charters, Chartered Accountants uh, ANZ uh, over in the Australian, New Zealand region. And uh, we've developed all of the learning experience for that uh, and do a longer term implementation um, of that with, with many organizations. So that's been fun. Um, cool to see the, the, the how the accounting practice is evolving. It's, you know, there's so much potential, you know, the biggest thing, you know, we talked about this Terrell before, you know, one of the biggest things I see is how, um, you know, the CFO advisors or, or accounting professionals just sitting on a mountain of gold when it comes to potential um in terms of the the access to clients the trust they typically have with clients or at least the exposure that to build enough trust to to do this sort of more strategic work um, you know it's amazing that when when you unlock it and, and how much it's enjoyable for you know the partner or the practice um operators uh, and obviously for their clients they love it so yeah so that's that's basically what we we get into
1: okay nice now how can people get in touch with you guys um whether it's online or social media
0: yeah look we we, we've got a a linkedin page you know you can always connect with me uh, on linkedin if you're ever curious to get to know me or do any work with our business so that's uh that's brad eisenhuth on linkedin um but look if there are uh, practice owners uh you know all over the world that want to look at what's happening in australia it's, it's quite um you know uh, I think, you know, cutting edge in terms of what the rest of the world's doing. So you could always go onto the Chartered Accountants uh, ANZ website and take a look at the Business Advisory Accelerator. And while, you know, um, you know, our name you know, sort of features on it, it's very much a product we've developed for them um, and we work in partnership with them. So you could always take a look at that or go to our website, you know, www.theoutperformer.co. Um, there's uh, plenty there you can take a look at if you're curious.
1: Awesome. I, and I think that it, that's definitely something I've heard about the great things going on in Australia when it comes down to accounting and and finance practices, because, you know, what's been so funny is that, you know, accountants, they're around business a lot. But I would say from what I've been exposed to, there's been a lot of, you know, accounting, I guess you say leaders in an accounting practice that didn't learn the business side, of, like how to actually run a business until like after they got thrown in. <laughs> so I think you guys are doing some great things in Australia. So yeah, definitely people go check out, you know, go check out the website. And can you mention the website one more time?
0: Yeah, it's www.theoutperformer.co um, and yeah, take a look. And building on what you just said, look, it's 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 reasonable. You know, I one of the conversations I, I had with the chartered accountants when we started working with them a few years back. Uh, I said, well, this, you know, they were saying, this is, this is where people seem to want to go, but they, they're not getting it and it's not working for them. And there's all these checklists out there and other companies that are doing things that are trying to help them. And, 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 and I was like, well, that, you know, you've got to look at the, the root cause of this, right. You know, it's not that then, you know, if practice leaders are not intelligent. It's not that, um, people that we get to work with every day are not capable of doing business advisory, but for years and years and years, the way that we've been developed has not set people up for exactly what just you just said there: running, leading, um, developing a business. It, we've been set up to do accounting, and that's okay. That's that's part of what you know is important in in, in the career path and the profession. Um, but, but the key realization is that, you know, that's, if you want to develop that capability, um, there's a very different pathway to, to developing it than what we've been, we've developed in the past. Um, so, you know, it's not to suggest that accountants aren't capable of it, or that there's some, something lacking in, 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 in this area. Um, I think there's a lot of capability, but it does require a mindset shift and it is based on the way we've been trained and the way we've developed people to task to getting things done on time to navigating very analytical complex issues that that you know still set you know still relate to where we're going but or we take it up to a more strategic level so yeah you're it's a it's a really good point you raised there. I thought think it's I just wanted, wanted to mention that it's um uh, it's very much uh, within your capacity if you are an accounting um, professional listening to this um, to make it but it does require a very dedicated and a deliberate you know, shift it um, to make it work.
1: Absolutely. Now, before we wrap up, you know, one question I like to ask every guest that comes on I mean, when you think about, you know, your experiences, can you share with us, you know, what's, what's two tips that you would share with a, a, you know, a person who's leading a accounting or finance practice? What's two tips you would share with them?
0: Ooh, for, uh, well, it, it all comes back to what you want to achieve, right? So the first thing is you've got to know where you want to go. Um, and it's, um, it sounds like a really obvious one, Terrell, uh, but you'd be surprised the number of accounting practice leaders that I speak to that sort of say, well, that's a good question. (laughs) Um, because, uh, you know, you've got a certain number of clients and usually the, the strategy is, well, bring in more clients and put on more accountants. Um, but you know, the, the, there's this whole world of, you know, the client, um, journey and, and what they need to achieve and what that might create in terms of innovative service lines. Um, so, you know, start with the first thing around setting that objective is start with your client, start with your strategy based around how you deliver value to your client and how that translates into performance for your business. Um, and if if that requires a lot of change and you're unwilling to change, that's fine as well. Um, but know your risk, know, know your appetite for, um, for, for, that particular objective, right, and and usually the more ambitious, the more reward that comes with it, but also the more challenge and complexity. Um, so that's the first first tip I'd say. Second thing is, yeah, and this is probably more aimed at those that want to develop business advisory because it is it is you know, the buzzword of the time. You know, every accounting practice owner is considering it that I seem to be speaking to. Um, so I think really understand what it is, understand what the difference is between business advisory and other services right try not to get caught up into um you know this advisory being management reporting or advisory being sitting down with your client and going through their numbers every month um you know understand what it is understand the emergent nature of what a business needs to to, to work through and how you are that counsel or that advice and that 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 sponsor to growth and once you understand what it is probably the key piece then to, is to learn how to how to deliver it and how to sell it right? That, that component of uh, the journey is very, very different. You're selling a value oriented service. You're selling something where you're not delivering, um, value through time per se um, you are there is time associated with yours you always know, have have an asset of time involved um, but you're delivering value through the objectives and the navigation of and analyzing where a business is right now what the next best move is and what how to continually work with them to that bigger goal so when you when you think about that it's a very different process to to onboarding a client and selling to them and of course in terms of how you deliver it so you know, that's probably my my second tip if if you are thinking about business advisories to set yourself up for success by understanding
1: it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is The Wisdom by Brad Eisenhut. So, Brad, thank you so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. And before we go, can you mention your website one more time so people can go check you out?
0: Thanks, Terrell, mate. It's been awesome speaking to you too. It's uh, it's always fun, mate. Uh, the website is www. So that's t h e
1: o u t performer. dot c o. Awesome. Well, definitely. Thanks so much for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure having you. Good on you, Terrell. All the best and
0: work. Well done on all the work you're doing with this podcast. It's uh, it's impressive. Well done, mate.
1: Thank you for tuning in to the Business Talk Library. If you like our content, be sure to follow us on social media. And if you want to see more of our exclusive content, you can subscribe and become a member on patreon.com forward slash business talk library. Hey, the Business Talk Library is the place where business makes sense.